Um, fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. You know them, you love them. They're spooky as hell. Get one today. No, they're not spooky. You know, the other day I was in class and I was thinking, Ugh, if only I had something to fidget between my fingers. Uh, lo and behold, I had a fidget spinner. And I realized this is why they make these. Because I just felt more, I don't know, focused? Is that what they do I think that is what it is. And I was thinking, too, like, how much did I spend on this? Was this something that um, kind of just jumped on the the old bandwagon and then not really budgeted correctly, you know? That's what can happen. You know, millennials were Mm -hmm. notoriously bad at budgeting. We spend Mm -hmm. our money on avocado toast and fidget spinners. Mm -hmm. You know, the the overpriced knockoffs. Did you know that the average millennial spends at least $700 on avocado toast? A a month. month. (laughs) I was going to say a day. (laughs) Um, But yes, you had had the fact right. I did, you know, because like a day would be crazy, but $700 Mm -hmm. a month seems reasonable for avocado toast. Um, Stop buying that. Start (laughs) buying fidget spinners. It will decrease your need for impulse buys of avocado toast. Exactly, because when you're distracted by your spinner, Mm -hmm. you don't have the craving for avocado. That's very true. The more you spin, the less you avo. That's... (laughs) the motto <laughs> that's the motto um that is the motto we had it written down before she said that yep we planned it as we plan many things <laughs> like this, this is just a horrifying time. ghastly look into how unprofessional we are <laughs> uh we are not sponsored by fidget spinners but they are cheap if you want one so. <laughs> i have three in my office <laughs> literally staring at them mildly awkward podcast honest talk about young adulthood the messy the marvelous and as always the mildly awkward i'm your co-host corby and i'm your co-host maddie and this week on the mildly awkward podcast it is going to be messy marvelous and spooky and that's right people it's not halloween yet (laughs) the spookiest part of this is that our listeners chose what we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. and that's the real spookiness yeah so we posted on facebook and that's it. Uh, <laughs> and we had you guys vote on which um, which topic you'd like for us to record. So today is Wednesday. I'm actually going to edit this episode in a couple hours and release <laughs> it. Uh, what were the other topics choices? The other choices were reality TV, which was in second place, mm-hmm. but could not come anywhere near spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the number three choice, I believe, was weird talents. Mm. And like two people thought that was going to be cool. <laughs> and both of them were me. Just <laughs> Well, that's great, because I don't have any weird talents. Well, on the upside, our weird talents is talking about spooky stuff, so who's a real winner? (laughs) Uh, So before we get on to the episode, which will be a little different, we'll talk about that a little later, uh, we wanted to read two more reviews we got on Facebook. Huzzah! Thank you, Facebook fans. You know, you're voting on our topics, you're reviewing our podcast, you guys, you guys are the mildly awkward fam. That's who you are. Do people still say fam? Am I just showing how very old and out of touch I am? Um, I like it. So we're going to keep that going. And he's not denying <laughs> it. Is that out of touch? Hmm. I like it. <laughs> keep saying that. We'll bring it back single-handedly. He's still not denying it's out of touch. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I reviews. Know. <laughs> uh, so the first one come. <laughs> what was it's not a funny one. I just, like, I remember last time we were talking about reviews. Um, so it's from Tati Marie. 
Folks, we're five minutes in, and we're losing our marbles already. Right. You know what, what it is? is because we're in a different space. Mm-hmm. Folks, usually oh, yeah. we record in this nice room with a table and room for our bodies. <laughs> and today we're in my office, which is awesome to be able to say that. But we're, like, all huddled around these two tiny tables with, like, it's, wires everywhere, and we keep hitting cool, stuff. It feels very cool, though. It, it does feel cool. Um, yeah, it's very different, but it feels very cool. And I apologize if you hear a lot of shuffling um it is my very vibrant um windbreaker today so i'm trying to stay still my back is straight but i think the the real thing is that people tune in for your love of windbreakers so you know give the people what they want give them some of that windbreaker polyester action (laughs) the people who like asmr are like yes (laughs) (laughs) okay so this comes from tani marie uh the the episode hashtag soft tum was so dope lots of positive messages in this one and then i'm guessing there's an emoji but it's only coming up as a diamond on my screen um and five stars i think we should count that as five diamonds because that's more that's better than stars you know yes uh so she's referring to the episode that was released two weeks ago with hannah softum about body positivity yes yes yep it was our wonderful guest hannah who we've had on the episode on the episode on the podcast before Mm -hmm. to talk about um, style and fashion. Mm-hmm. She's been on an episode of our other podcast, Sincerely Not Okay, to talk about self, like positive self talk. And this episode was about body positivity. So if you want to be like extremely fucking uplifted, <laughs> go and listen to any episode that Hannah has been on. Yes. It was such a good one. And I, it, I mean, just even looking at downloads per episode, yeah. <laughs> people are really downloading that episode. People really like that episode. Hannah just. She has just kind of like the old worldly knowledge and oh, yeah. is able to kind of talk about anything and talk about anything in a way that doesn't feel like she's like sugarcoating it or anything. Right, it's right. very like it's very is... real and very honest. Yes. And honestly, we would just bring her in because we have problems that we'd like her to solve for us. <laughs> and then it's fun to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Tani Marie. Your review, well, I think you get five diamonds from us as well. <laughs> wow <laughs> that's the five diamond thing like a harp sound in the background <laughs> i can't do harp sounds not anymore not anymore not, not since the accident <laughs> okay so our next review comes from regina s regina i know how to pronounce your last name but i'm protecting your privacy <laughs> i swear i do remember how to pronounce that um she says Deal Breakers is my favorite part of my favorite podcast. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My dream is to be a guest star so I can play Deal Breakers with you. It's always the highlight of my week from a totally unbiased stranger. (laughs) I love it. So there's two things I got from there. One, um, not just a guest, but a guest star. I love that. That's true. You know, when you know your worth, (laughs) this is how you get on our podcast. People who write in and say, I want to just be like a bro of the podcast. <laughs> We're like, no, you don't seem cool. But when people are like, no. I am a star. We have to have her We own. have to. Uh, and the other thing is, I'm so happy that Deal Breakers is your favorite part of the episodes because we love, love, love Deal oh, Breakers. It's, they're so much fun. But we're not having them in this episode because <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a slightly different episode, but they will be back the this following is, week. That's true. And I'm sorry we're doing like the biggest bait and switch we've ever done in our <laughs> podcast history. We're like, we love Deal Breakers. We're glad you love them. We're not going to do them this. This it's is literally the first happening. episode we haven't done that. Yeah. Maybe the second. Yeah. Our Minnesota, min- Minnesota didn't Minnesota, have those. Minnesota, yeah. So this is not quite a Minnesota. But 
Yes, we're not having deal breakers. I'm uh, sorry. I I blame it kind of on poor timing because we probably could, <laughs> we probably could have gotten some deal breakers. But I think we should like week. stop lifting the veil here and like <laughs> make people believe we're very prepared every week. So we had some really great deal breakers. And we realized we had to cut them this. I week. know we it wrote just... them a week in advance. We didn't mm-hmm. write them off the top of our heads Mm-mm. five minutes before we recorded. No, no one was panicking, <laughs> but we just cut them anyway. We cut them because we had to. But thank you so much, Regina. I'm so glad that you like the Deal Breakers. And if you want to be a guest star, <laughs> hit us up because it'd be super fun. Um, so to switch gears a little bit, just because I realized we haven't talked about this, and I would like fans and listeners to know, and our guest stars to know, um, just so that, and I can cut this if it's like, but it's going on tonight, so it's probably going to continue. Um, <clears throat> that Corby, your co-host Corby, is moving to L.A., <gasps> In a few weeks, a few couple weeks, um, so the podcast will charge on. We have devoted our, we have I don't know, committed. We we are in a committed relationship <laughs> with not with each other, <laughs> with but this with podcast. this podcast. Yeah, so the podcast will continue on despite our distance, our very long distance, <laughs> very long so distance. Um, but if we ever are in the same space, we'll continue to record together. But we will be recording, and we promise you won't even notice a thing. So. <laughs> I sincerely hope so. Yeah, so our wonderful, wonderful host, Corby, is moving to L.A. to pursue his dreams, to make a big career move, to just be a baller. I'm staying in Minneapolis because I, I like it here. I don't know. <laughs> I have an office. How can you say no to that? Yeah. But, yeah, um, so big changes are coming for Mildly Awkward. Um, and we are really appreciative of everyone who's been with us. It's been almost a year now that we've mm-hmm. had this podcast, and we're so, like, it's been one of the funnest things I've done, like, it's, ever. It is kind of weird, like, almost a year to the date, um, I will be moving. So, oh my gosh, so yeah. So we'll be shifting the podcast in a very, like, every year maybe we'll do something different. I just I move know. to a new city every year. Yeah. <laughs> Coming um, at you from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the the podcast will, I mean, we'll charge on. It'll be pretty much the same. We'll, we're actually thinking about doing some different things and kind of how we yeah. structure stuff and possibly a new name. Lots of changes but. coming. And honestly, like, and the reviews are super helpful for this too, but if you guys have things you think, hey, don't cut this out or, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you guys talk about this thing? Just let us know because yeah. we love to hear from you guys and we love the engagement. We love you guys. <laughs> And even when Corby forgets us when he's famous in L.A., <laughs> <'Cause that's how laughs> I'll call work. him every week. Hey, do you want to talk about the podcast? <laughs> Remember me. I'm really going to L.A. just to track down some of my favorite podcasters. They <laughs> <laughs> need to know I have one. <laughs> it's going to be going to see him on TMZ with a T-shirt that says, I have a podcast chasing down stars. Uh, that's a great idea. Corby, why? <laughs> you went down such a dark path. <laughs> okay. So, let's move on with the actual content. So, if you're still listening, thank you, because it hasn't, I don't think it's been super entertaining. Um, I mean, it's been fun for us. But it's been, and that's really what matters. Yes. Hopefully, you're still having your eargasm from last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to give you a little backstory. So, this is, um, this is our spooky episode. Yes. Uh, if we could title it, but it won't be titled this, because I like to wait to see what comes up to be the title. But it's Spooky Shit with Corby. Yes. Um, the pilot episode. The pilot episode. <laughs> so if you guys really enjoy this, talking about Spooky Shit with Corby, maybe there's more coming your way. Ooh. Maybe I'll record in my bedroom alone. <laughs> That's That's even that is just a spooky in itself. <laughs> spooky. Um, yeah. So Maddie 
had kind of we had been talking and Maddie was like, well, if you could think of like podcast yeah. ideas that you would generate or start a podcast on just, you know, yeah. whatever, we were what would it be? Brainstorming. Yeah. Cause as we know, if you have a podcast, the rule is you yeah. have to branch out and have many podcasts. <laughs> so we have, we already have sincerely not okay. So we need, yeah. we need more. Uh, so my idea was a, a podcast called spooky shit with Corby, where every episode I just talk about things that spook me out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, so that's that's what we're gonna kind of do today. It's not quite how it would be structured in the future, but this, we just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk yeah. about spooky shit. This is a pilot, you know. Pilot season stuff happens, <laughs> you know. So, oh jeez, what we spooky? <laughs> spooky. <laughs> I don't know if you'll hear that, but there was just there's like okay. noises on Corby's computer that we're hearing in our headphones, <laughs> and we both just looked at each other like, what happened? Spooky. Um, and then what was your yes, podcast idea? Yes, I have an idea for my, if I could do my podcast, it would be called Super Fucking Uplifting. I probably would have to take that out of the title yeah. of the podcast. Just a lot of asterisks. But I really enjoy talking about like really uplifting stuff and mm-hmm. stuff that just makes me happy. And um, yeah, so that's what it would be. So if you are painting very, a picture. Very of different us, directions. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, you're like, oh, I want happy, uplifting stuff. And I'm like, things that spook me out. Yeah. And it probably have made me have a panic attack at one point. So, <laughs> so you listen to Corby's first. And then for a palate cleanser, before you go to bed, you listen to super uplifting stuff of me. Exactly. You can never get away from us, apparently. Okay. So... Each of us have a few, and we're just going to go down, we're going to have a discussion about it. Okay, so the first um, one I have. Maddie's going to read her it first. It is the thing that came to mind first and has been with me since childhood. The fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title, okay? So here's here's the bullet points of this, mm-hmm. why this is spooky. Mm-hmm. It's largely unexplored. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, like, 90% of it even is. It is way more than the land is. That was a weird way to say that. There's more ocean than oh, land. okay, yeah. There's more of it. We don't know what it is. Um, it gets dark really fast. Like, like when you go down into the oh, ocean, yeah. you're like, oh, the, the ocean is blue. So it's far. like freaking Finding Nemo. No, it's dark. Do you know how far? I don't know, but it's far enough. It's Titanic far. It's Titanic far. It's just, it's dark. Like 90% of it is dark. I'm oh. sure I did, just made that up. But <laughs> oh. uh, Okay. Another bullet point stuff is always washing up on shore that we've never like heard of. People are like, we didn't know squid could get this big. The ocean. That's why. <laughs> uh, stuff gets really big really fast. Uh-huh. It looks weird. Um, okay, so divers, there was this story that spooked me out for like legitimately like five years mm-hmm. where these divers were like exploring an underwater cave and they got lost in the underwater cave and one of them died. <gasps> Yeah, and then one of them got out and was like, that dude died. And I think his body is still there because they're like, we're not going back in. Because it's the ocean, too. It just it's takes the it. ocean. Until it's ready to spit The it back ocean out. takes it. The ocean took it as an offering. Until it turns it into a squid. That is my next bullet point. The ocean is a vengeful bitch. Just kidding. Oh. No. <laughs> um, no, my next three bullet points, and this is where I'll close, is it sucks. It's very spooky, and I hate it. <laughs> The ocean, I'm 100% on board for it being spooky as hell. Um, I think at the end of this, we'll rate how spooky it is. <laughs> this is very spooky. I'm coming out guns blazing. Um, yeah, it's like, I think, 
sometimes like when if you're on a beach and you're just looking out into the ocean it could either be like oh my god like it's so vast and beautiful or it's like it's so vast when does it end oh my (laughs) god i'm panicking okay i will say when i'm on a beach i love the ocean Mm because i'm like it's up to my ankles Mm -hmm. this is okay (laughs) you're safe here but i don't want to be in the ocean because that to me is so spooky like there's so much that can go wrong like wadding water is that what it's called wadding water what are we talking about wadding like if you're just yeah wading water I know words. That's spooky. <laughs> Too spooky. Too spooky. No, like waiting in the ocean is fine. Mm-hmm. I think once it gets deep enough that you like can't touch the bottom, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. I've heard enough stories about people being like swept out by the current and like Have surfers. you ever been in the ocean and swam? Oh, yeah. I've like done like, okay. what is it, like boogie boarding? Oh, okay. It's like baby surfing. I was like young or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I've been in the ocean in like the Gulf of Mexico and in Hawaii and like a few other places, but it's always spooky. It is very spooky. I get, well, oof, oof. I just saw that trailer for that new like Megalodon movie <laughs> or whatever, but it's like the guy surfing yeah. and then you see the shark, ginormous shark, like in the shadow of the water. Yeah, nope, like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> like literally have chills um yes, we're, we're in the up. midwest miles away from the ocean and we're both like no well, even i don't know i i've been to the water and i've like found jellyfish i'm always afraid of getting stung i think a shark's gonna come at any moment oh my gosh my sister totally got stung by a jellyfish one time no uh, i know it when I mean, it was a teeny little it's like and you like not can't, big. but you can't see them they they just they're gross they're, yeah, they're, they're made out of gush, and they can hurt you. How is that okay? I love that. Like, I was trying to think of like what, you, how you would describe a, a jellyfish, and a gush is such a good word. Yeah, they're very gush. They Spending, are very gush. Like not even gushy, but <laughs> the small ones that can be gushy, but they're, very gush. they're gush and they're painful. What else in nature does that to you? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I would say. The only thing that would not give it a 10 spook <laughs> is that there's so much, like, um, there's so much that is yet to be discovered, like, in a good way. Okay, but no. <laughs> hey, hey, scientist fans, uh, help me out. <laughs> okay, right, okay. So maybe there's there's that, right? You say, like, yeah. we haven't explored. Maybe there's something really great. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, like, some little creature who's, like, super friendly and likes mm-hmm. people, but... <laughs> Isn't it also possible there is some giant evil thing waiting to eat us all? Well, I'm thinking some submarine is going to go too deep, and a, like a whale jellyfish is going to eat them. A whale gush. Whatever. A whale gush. A big <laughs> ouchy whale gush is going to eat them. They're going to know what the episode's title is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, whale gush. Okay. I rest my case. The ocean sucks. It, yeah, it's very scary. I'm also thinking, like, what if aliens are, like, what if they have come to Earth and they're just hiding in the water that oh they gosh. know we haven't discovered yet? That's the that's the premise of Pacific Rim, the movie. Oh. They were like, we always thought alien life would come from the stars. They come from the ocean. They're, like, coming out of the like, huge kaiju. And it's it's, it's mm. a great movie, mm. but I, no, I, I hate movie, the ocean but, yeah, part the of it. Yeah, the ocean's creepy. But... Nine out of ten still will go to the ocean. Yeah. Okay, but what if you were on, like, a little boat that was, like, big enough to go out in the ocean until you couldn't see land, but then you just got, like, swept away? No one would even know you were gone. I mean, mean, people would. I mean, I would be (laughs) like, where's Corby for the the episode next (laughs) week? It is very, like, I consider myself a strong strimmer. A strimmer. A strong stripper swimmer. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say a strong swimmer. Like, yes, swimmer. you're very Ross from Friends. <laughs> I am a strong swimmer, but yeah, I do fear like getting swept out. 
Mm-hmm. It can happen to anyone. It can happen to you. It can happen to your kid. Look to who you're uh, talking to right now. It can happen to them. Say it to them. It can happen to you. Um, and then join me in giving a definitive middle finger to the ocean. So what's your what's your spook rate? Oh, definitely 10 spooks. 10 spooks? 10 spooks. Because this has been like lifelong for me. Like ever since I was little, like we went to this aquarium once where mm. like you walk through this like dome. It was and it was Kentucky. like Kentucky. No, I think it was Houston. Anyway, but like you walk through this domed area and I'm like, I just don't like being surrounded by the ocean. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I need to be above sea level at all times. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, I don't know. I'll put that on my dating profile. (laughs) Well, it's a fascinating place. So I understand why we kind of like built these tubes to go underneath the thing. But yeah, I've been in one of those. I mean, this was an aquarium. Well, like the aquarium, like I've been in that and it's super terrifying, but also fascinating. So I'll give it 8.5 spooks. Okay. Well, I'm I'm happy that I got you from 8 to 8.5 because it means that you understand the gravitas of the situation. Okay. What's your next one? Okay. This is kind of specific, um, but waking up during surgery Mm. and not being able to move because the anesthesia wears off. But the thing that they give you to keep you still mm-hmm. does not wear off. So mm-hmm. you're effectively paralyzed during surgery, but awake. Okay, let me just say, <laughs> 10 out of 10, you're doing fantastic. <laughs> I, mine are not nearly as good. Uh, but, <laughs> yes, it is terrifying. I've never been in surgery, so I... I've never been in surgery either. But, but I mean, I'm so I, it happens. It. I don't know how oh, it totally often, happens. but it happens. Okay, yeah, because it's, it's like a thing that happens for real, but it's okay. It is a spooky thing because apparently my dad is somewhat resistant to anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Or he Wait, says like he is. Like his body is? Yeah, oh. it takes longer for anesthesia to work for him. So I'm like, do I carry the gene oh, God. where it's just going to wear off me at some point? And I'm just going to lie there being like stabbed a bunch of times by scalpels, etc. Uh, well, um, can you feel it? Yeah, because you would wake up and like the anesthesia would be worn off, but you would basically be sitting there paralyzed because they uh. give you like a different paralysis agent. Uh. It's horrible horrifying oh my gosh i mean and the instance that that happens is so rare Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where like for some reason i know it will happen to me if i get surgery okay (laughs) okay yeah no um i used to watch nip tuck growing up and uh let me just say for those who don't know if you're an anesthesiologist you make a lot of money um, but it's worth it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you make a slight mistake, I mean, like pretty much any position, but in this case, it's a little more life altering. But if you make a mistake and then someone yeah, reacts a certain way or or even like if someone's taking pills and they didn't disclose that and they take <gasps> anesthesia, like they can yeah. die under. But also it's like it yeah. could affect how it so works. So don't and, lie to your doctor. Yes. And Ugh. pay off your anesthesiologist. Be like, give me the good stuff. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'd be like, put me on an hour before, please. Ugh. Anyway, so I'm very afraid of that. Um, <laughs> related, I'm like, what if that happens and they also like cut off the wrong thing in surgery? Mm. I don't know why that's like those are related. Like... Like, what, what would the what You were example? like, I needed my gallbladder to be removed, and you took out my whole liver. I mean, they wouldn't do that, but you know. And how would you know? Unless they, like, I guess they would I mean, without your you. liver, you may die, like, in a week. But, um, but like, what if you were like, I need my leg amputated, and they amputated the wrong leg, and then you have to go back for the other leg, uh, and then you wake up, and then you're in the ocean, and it's just the worst. The moral of the story is to keep both of your legs. <laughs> Try your best, guys. Uh, Okay. Very spooky. How many spooks are you going to give that? Um, okay, so anesthesia. Should we, like, 
add up the spooks that we get to see who wins. <laughs> well, I'm the one doing the spooks. <laughs> I give you my own spooks. Self-reported. Um, I don't know. I would say all like, of mine. I mean, I guess all of mine would get ten because they spook me out, which is why I chose them. <laughs> I would say like. Um, I would say that like nine spooks because yeah. there's no control. Like if if that was if that happened, it would be one of the scariest moments. Yeah, I would give it nine spooks too because I still want to stress to all our listeners: the ocean is still spookier. It, um, yeah. Nope, it's yeah. still spook. It's, it's the worst. It's the best. It needs for to me. be yeah. defeated somehow. Maybe drained. <laughs> maybe global warming will drained do something to it. I don't know, but um, I'm not all about that life. And those are my two spooky things. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. So we'll come back to, because you have two more spooks. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so hearing yours is jogging my memory for some of mine that I've had. Um, and then I'm I'm looking at my number one, and I'm like, that is so stupid. Just say it. I'm not going to do it. No, so, say it. <laughs> I'm not Don't get do spooked it. up by sharing your spooky things. It's just not a good one. So I'm glad that you went first, because <laughs> I changed it midway, and this is something that actually spooked me out and still spooks me out to this day, um, and it's a little morbid, so I apologize, not like... Yeah, I just talked about coming awake in anesthesia. I think we're okay. <clears throat> we're past that We've point. We've gotten there. Okay. So, um, I'm afraid of heights in general. Like, that scares me, but I think what makes it worse is... The idea of jumping from a height Ugh. for some reason, whether that is to escape, um, is someone attacking you? Oh, like on or, purpose. Yes. Or, like or like there's a s- fire or you have to jump. So, <clears throat> um, in uh, September 11th, 2001, there, I, I think there were newspapers that printed, and I remember seeing online a hundred times, and like it's coming back to my head right now, and it's like really like spooking me out. Um, I actually like might start crying. <laughs> um, so there was this picture of this guy jumping from the towers, <gasps> and you couldn't see much. Like he was kind of like this black figure, and it kind of looked like <clears throat> like a falling angel or something. Or like, wasn't he like kind of on his back? Or there was like this, he was like he was falling in this weird head position. first or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that image after I saw it, and I saw it over and over and over because it was like. Like, this horrible thing. Like, this guy had to jump from the freaking top of the towers because there's fire and they couldn't get down. Um, so that image has been in my head since 2011. 2001. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, and actually, I don't know at what point it actually stuck. But, um, so, yeah. So when I think of that image, it creeps me out because you can't see the guy. Like, you can't, like, identify with him. It just looks like yeah. this creepy It's like figure. a silhouette kind of almost. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird position, too, because I don't know... Maybe it's like movies or whatever, but like mm-hmm. I have this image of how people should look when they're like jumping mm-hmm. and he's just like floating out. It's so weird. Yes, yes. Oh, it's spooky. And so when I was younger, that image creeped me out even further than the normal person looking at it because I think the normal person would just be like, oh, that's awful. Like this person's jumping. Yeah. Me being, if you know me, my brain goes a million different directions <laughs> all at once, um, very often. <laughs> And so I can create, like, elaborate things, which I'm, like, now I'm saying it. I'm, like, maybe I should seek a therapist. Um, but, <laughs> but my young self would take that image and imagine that it was, like, some sort of monster or something. And Wait, it, the f- that the falling person mm-hmm. was a monster? I had nightmares. What? Multiple nights of, like, this, like, monster or this creature that started out with that image. <gasps> and that image would, like, it literally is creeping me out. Oh, because I remember so I would wake up, like, multiple nights, and I'm like, <gasps> like, oh, like that, like, 
And obviously, it was just younger me. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, probably going to have a nightmare tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> um, That's what we put ourselves through for um, you people. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I don't know why I associated with that image so much or why it was so, like, I guess it was just scary to me. Yeah. Now it just kind of spooks me out to <clears throat> to think about it. Um but yeah, so that's yeah, my first that's, spook. That's really spooky. <laughs> I remember that picture too, because I think, and actually, one of our like classes about crisis and trauma or whatever, we mm-hmm. were talking about nine eleven, and there was some little kid who had seen it and was drawing pictures of <gasps> like people falling from the towers with big trampolines at the base, because oh. for him it was like his way of being able to like cope yeah. with the fact that he saw like he was in New York and saw people jumping. So I'm like, I can't imagine what that would be I like. I wonder, I would like to know if there are other people that have like thought about that image, you know, more like past Right, like that sticks it. with people, yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. That, yeah so was... I don't know what you were talking about. I don't know why that brought up. <laughs> like why they brought it up but i was like no i've like legitimately been spooked out by that for multiple multiple years at this point (laughs) i feel like something with 9-11 that spooks me out and this is super weird that Mm -hmm. it does but is the idea that it was like 17 years ago for Mm -hmm. some reason like it just seems to me like oh that was recent Mm -hmm. but that it's 17 years ago and like the people for some reason it was just weird that like the people in the tower the people Mm -hmm. like at the time had like very different technology. I don't know why that like makes it seem weird to me or like more historical now, which is strange. Yeah. Because like when you live through a big event like that, you think of it as like, oh, it's just happened contemporary because mm-hmm. it's my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So how do you see it? I don't know. It's like more historical now for some reason mm-hmm. or like it's like feels like it should be very modern. But I'm like, yeah, those are people who never figured out what like the smartphone was going to be, mm-hmm. which is like weird to me. Were you like 11 at that time? Oh, gosh. 17 years ago, I was 10. 10, okay. Yeah, because yeah, every time I think about it, I always I can never remember. But it's 2001, so I think I was in first grade. Yeah, so um, how old are you? Like I was, six? I would have been five? Eight. eight. Yes, I don't see it as historical just yet because I feel like it was so ingrained. Yeah. And that's like, especially like when you're younger, they're like, you like, remember 9 11, don't remember 9 11. Like, yeah, it's always, yeah, 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 I don't talk yeah. about any other event like that. I know. I will say that one kind of fun, this is just, I mean, maybe it's my gallows humor being like, I have to deal with this weird thing we're talking about. <laughs> but I remember after 9 11, where there was so much like patriotism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But there was like a specific field by my house because I grew up in like kind of a more rural area where someone had put a sign in the, in the lawn that said, we thank God for being American. And I think they meant we thank God for the fact that we are American, but it grammatically read like we thank God because God is American. Like oh. we thank God that he is like for being American. And I was like, I, I don't think that's <laughs> don't what you think mean. That's how it works. <laughs> so Interesting. No, just, you know. Hmm. That was well. mildly entertaining for the months after 9-11. That family is now in the presidency. <laughs> oh, um Okay, well... Uh, well, that was spooky. How many... You, okay, so the well, spooks... what would you give my spooks? Okay, I don't know, because for this, is like it's like real spooks, mm. you know? It's like this actually happened. It actually happened. I mean, I guess the ocean is real, but... <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> Until we... Until I get my hands on It's just been a hologram by aliens. <laughs> um, this is well, just, you're making the ocean more scary, and I need you to stop. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. We've turned up to 11 spooks. I just felt that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the spook level go yeah. off. Okay. I'll okay. give, well, okay, the, the 9-11 falling person. I'll give that, I think, probably a good 9.5 spooks. 9.5 spooks. I give it a 9.5 as well, because I think when you add in, like, the childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> 
feel like a kid has been traumatized by this. Maybe we should up the spook level. For those of you just tuning in and hearing us <laughs> giggling about childhood trauma, honestly, that's fairly standard. So I am, yeah. I am yeah. sorry. <laughs> Special thanks to our sponsor, Acacia Counseling and Wellness, for your peace of mind. Head on over to acaciacw.com. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-C-W.com to learn more. No, you weren't. That is legitimately spooky. What? Before the, okay, this is, this is relevant. It's happening live. Just do it. Go see The Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. The the before movie, that, is it called Bio or mm. something? So good. That was the, cute. The was that film. not a little weird when she like ate the little kid, oh, though? Oh, yeah. That was, that was too weird. Well, I was trying to make the connection. And I was like, that was the moment that walking away, I'm like, I don't get that. Yeah, no. Because I, I got the rest like once her kid You came. should have heard. Oh, spoiler, but. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, because it's about like, she makes the little dumpling baby and it's like mm-hmm. her baby. But it's it's clear that this is all a metaphor for mm-hmm. her real child. But mm-hmm. there is a moment where she eats the dumpling baby. And yeah. I cannot tell you how much my dad was ranting about that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it was an odd moment. And then he moment. recognized the CN Tower in the background, and he was like, it's set in Canada. This just totally goes to show. Canadians are so weird. Oh. <laughs> We're like, you're Canadian, father. <laughs> um, but I did love that short film. I loved The Incredibles, it too. Cute. So go see it if you have not. It was so good. I'm, so good. I was going to say, I'm going to go see it tonight. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> they won't know. Corby's going to go see it tonight. I might go you see can't it again. Verify it. It's so good. It's definitely playing at 10 p.m. somewhere. So after I get this podcast up, I might be at The Incredibles too. Stay tuned, Come meet everybody. us there last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Do you want to hear my next yes. spooky thing? Yes. Is this one spooky? Ooh. Okay. It's also really specific. As okay. you can tell, my spooky stuff is quite specific. Okay. But that makes it spookier. <laughs> that adds at least two spooks to every scenario. Keep that in mind. Yes. Okay. So this is stuff hitting the window outside my room at night. <laughs> okay. Like See, you already spooked out. He's making this okay. cringy face. Okay. Yeah. Go in. What's, okay. what's next? Okay. So it seems really specific, but it is really, like, spooky. So mm-hmm. sometimes at night, if I've, like, read a spooky book or whatever, I mean, I get, like, scared quite easily mm-hmm. by media, so um, mm-hmm. just get out there. <laughs> but, like, I, if you ever hear, like, something tap against your window, I'm always afraid I'm going to look, and it's going to be, like, someone's face. Mm-hmm. It's just there, mm-hmm. like, mm. in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I think part of this is because I read this Agatha Christie book once. And Agatha Christie is a very prominent, you know, mystery author. Everyone I know knows her. her yeah. yeah. But there was one part in her book, like, where someone heard a tapping at the window and looked out and saw this, like, ghostly, like, face, like, right at the window. And it turned out later on, spoiler alert, to a book written, like, 100 years ago, um, mm-hmm. it was, like, someone had lowered a mask oh. over the side and was, like, trying to scare them. But, like, that image is so scary. Yes. And... <clears throat> One time in Vermont. Um, <laughs> Maddie, no. <laughs> no, wait, wait, okay. <laughs> it wasn't a face, but one time in Vermont, my family and I were, like, cleaning out this old house on this huge mountain that was, like, the only house for miles, um, except for a monastery in the top of the mountain. So it was already a little spooky, but when it gets dark, it's, like, pitch dark, except for, like, <laughs> the Corby's, <laughs> like, dying. <laughs> Except for, like, you could literally look off the side of the mountain and see, like, the town underneath. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's totally pitch black. 
Tune in is a really old house, and the rooms were kind of far apart. I'm, like, crying. <laughs> I'm so okay. No, no, no. It's not that bad. Okay. I heard, like, this tapping against the window, mm-hmm. and I looked out, and I saw this enormous moth. Oh. It was, like, literally the size of my hand. Oh, my God. It was, like, tapping against the window. It was beautiful. It turned into a human. But I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. my everlasting fear, though, is gonna, I'm going to hear something, and instead of being, like, you know, a disgusting June bug, it's going to be a person's oh. face. And what does that face look like? Because I have an image of my face. Like, not yeah. like I can give exact features. But, yeah. stop me if I'm wrong, but it's always a white guy. Oh, totally. <laughs> I was like pale and gaunt. Yes. A white guy. <laughs> oh, because that's, oh, that happens to people. Ah, that's right? so scary. I feel like because that's the sort of crime that some random white guy would definitely commit. It's like, <sighs> way to go look in your window. I mean, right now I'm on the second floor. So that would be weird in and of itself. But. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm on the first floor. We're a little up above. Um, but we, next to my bedroom window, we have like this little alleyway. Uh, that's like a, a grassed alleyway that people probably shouldn't be walking through, but it's like whatever. But people walk through there all the time. Like it doesn't matter. And so I always have this fear that like. When I'm sleeping, there's, like, definitely people that walk by, but, like, decide to look into my window. Can they reach up that far? Like, yeah, they oh. can totally reach, yeah. They they would have to, like, crank their neck up just to see, but, yeah. It's yeah, probably, like, so at, like, a... Do you ever keep your window open at night? I, I always do. Yeah. Yeah, because it gets too warm. Right, oh. right, right, right. Oh, uh, not tonight, we're not. not. Tonight. <laughs> we're going to be in our rooms with our curtains closed, like mm. being like, nope, 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 nope. I give that 10 spookies because of realism. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Vermont that story fear. sold it, although yes. I will say I realize now that Vermont story has nothing to do with someone's face outside the window. <laughs> but It know, felt like it at the it time. It felt like, yeah, it's all about the feeling. I think if I'd seen that beautiful moth, not at night when I was scared. Mm-hmm. It, I would have appreciated how gorgeous it was, but it was a little freaky. Mm. So 10 spooks from you? Yes. Again, I'm gonna, I think I'll probably give that like eight spooks because, again, I want to stress how spooky the ocean is. That's my 10. <laughs> that is my 10, folks. Well, every episode is going to start over. So. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. It's going to be... We're, actually, we should stop doing spooks. We should say, how many oceans <laughs> out of 10? It's like a good nine out of <laughs> Ten oceans. Yeah, because um, well, oceans be really are the spookiest scary. thing yeah. that you can think of in the world. I think the other thing about like the the face outside the window. I don't know what I would do if I saw someone's face outside the window. Mm-mm. Like, would I call the police? Would I like try to scare them away? Like, I don't know what I would do. What do you do? I don't know. What and like, what are they doing? I know. <sighs> ah. Because you, it could be like, oh, it's the you know the run of the mill. You know, it could be like the run of the mill peeper. You know, right? Or, or it could be like they're gonna murder. Yeah, you. because if. <gasps> Ah, oh, because like your reaction, I feel like would be like, "What do you want?" Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and you're like, or just scream and run away. But I then it's like, "What are they gonna do?" Oh my god! And then what if they follow you? <gasps> oh, what if they get I in think, your window? Okay, because I I live with roommates now, so I'd probably just go be like to my brother and sister, like, "Save me!" <laughs> but there was a period last semester, I think, no, two semesters, like last year or something, where they were both studying abroad and it was just me in the house and like you gotta get used to that and it's the worst. Mm. I so. mean, the good thing is like you live in a good neighborhood. That is true. Um, it's a very but, good neighborhood. Uh, but you never know. People are weird. People are so weird. It's a very horror movie thing, I feel like, too. Well, that and like closing the bathroom, like cabinet mirror thing, and then there's someone behind oh. you. 
<laughs> so I just never do. I don't look at myself in mirrors. I take all my mirrors and remove them. They're out of my house. Um, <laughs> See, you're gonna get attacked by a Medusa and then die, turned into stone. <laughs> you have a mirror. Um, We've known this for millennia. Oh dang, dang it! I can't remember yeah. something about people Closing the killing mirror, other people. Serial killer, serial killer. Oh. Yeah, that reminds me of Stranger Things. Not Stranger Things. <laughs> we watched a very different <laughs> Stranger Things. The Strangers. The Strangers. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, no. Is it so it's like a home invasion movie. How many oceans of spooky? Um, oh, at the time when I first watched it, probably a good nine oceans of spooky because it was really well done. I like that I've just changed the <laughs> criteria <laughs> unilaterally. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, it's more of like a two, so it's like at gush level. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like a home invasion movie, but at the very end, they're like, why are you doing this? And their line is just like, because you were home. And it's oh, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. I feel like the randomness of crime, mm-hmm. that's spooky. That's Too so spooky, spooky. right? I would rather, this is going to sound weird, but <laughs> I would rather be murdered by someone because of like a personal vendetta yeah. than someone who's like, I just wanted to shoot a person. If you're going to murder me, make it worth it. Right? I want to be like, you know, you slept with my wife or whatever. And then be like. <laughs> I like the idea that you know, right? sleeping Wait, with their wife. I'm like, I'm confused as to who's who in the scenario. Whatever. You murdered my dog. Or were you the like Southern. I don't know now. <laughs> I don't know who I was. Well, either way, you I would was have having a, a lot of feelings. <laughs> Someone's wife is being, you know, is the pawn in this game, and because maybe, of how dramatic it was. Maybe they were just very confused. They were very confused. They didn't know what was going on, but I'd rather have it be that than like, oh, you were home, so we killed mm, you. Yeah. Ugh, spooks. Spooks! Too many spooks. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we'll take it down a notch. This one. <laughs> Our palate cleanses are all, oh, more spooky stuff. We're, we're very high on the spook level, <laughs> I and I, I need to come down just a little bit. Um, although this is kind of like a different kind of spook. So this one's called Down with the Brown. <laughs> Ooh. Series of catchy titles. I like that. Um, um, so this one is, it spooks me out. Um, or people, I'm spooked out by people who stand up for Chris Brown. Ooh. Okay. So, Explain. Um, so I have some tweets here that I gathered. And I'm going to say their names because if you're sticking out for Chris Brown, you deserve to have your name read. This comes from at Seti Kang, and he says, if Chris Brown didn't have that Rihanna incident, he'll be the biggest artist superstar since MJ. Okay, okay. Rihanna incident? Mm-hmm. Rihanna incident? The, the incident. The incident. The incident where, she, where he accidentally pushed her. That's like, like saying, oh yeah, if the Nazis hadn't had that Holocaust incident, <laughs> like maybe not quite the same level, but come maybe on. Maybe we would like them a little more. <laughs> what are you talking the about? incident? I think it's, oh it's crazy that people can have that delusion of one... That Chris Brown would be as big as MJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? And two, that just the idea that it's like you belittle that incident to nothing. Right. Like, it's like, But the other thing is they're saying it like, oh, if he hadn't had the incident. Like, no, no, no. He didn't have an incident. He did. He, he chose did, to beat someone. That. Like, And I want uh, to like reiterate to these people that it wasn't a one-off thing. People think it's like, oh, it was just this Rihanna thing mm-hmm. and that was it. No, there's like multiple he, he incidents a lot of, of him. Yeah, well, it was like he—he's very violent. He has been shown to be abusive to other women. He's threatened other women. He's stalked other women. Yeah, it's like, like this isn't an incident. This isn't. This is like someone's pattern of behavior. It's a pattern of behavior and choosing to do horrible things to women. Ugh. And you're like, if it wasn't for that pesky 
thing that he's just like that a pesky Rihanna. terrible, terrible person. Well, I told you from the start, Rihanna was no good for you, <laughs> and you fell for it, and now you're not as big as MJ. I will say it does make me happy that Rihanna's a lot bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems poetic, mm-hmm. and like, there's still some justice in the world. Yeah. And then she has like this awesome makeup company now, and all that sort of stuff, and he can't even come close. But still, yeah, that's that's spooky that people stick up for him. Mm-mm. This comes from another tweet that I have here. Um, I don't even know how to say this person, but it says, no doubt you're right to express your opinion. I'm just saying that your opinion is based on things that news or distorted social conventions. You do not know. This was that was said correctly. <laughs> um, you do not know what happened. I do not agree with any abuse, but I believe there are two sides to the story. So... <laughs> there are two sides to the story. One of the sides is I beat Rihanna. The other side is he beat me. Yeah. Like, th- those are the two sides. I just, uh, like, people really do fish for these reasons to keep on going just for the sake of, like, not feeling bad about listening to the music that they listen to. Right. I don't understand that. Do you listen? Do you think that people can still listen to Chris Brown's music? I don't. But yeah. I. it's not that it's, like, completely off the table. It's just the idea that I know that the people are, are that are listening still have these opinions yeah because it's one thing if you're like you know what it's a catchy song yeah i mean like on some level you kind of have to on some level i wanted to stress Mm -hmm. separate the artist from their views right Mm -hmm. because like everyone's gonna be weird but i think at the same time like you know i i don't want to ever do something that's going to actively like support chris brown in terms Mm -hmm. of like give him money so i wouldn't like purchase anything or whatever but yeah, it's I don't know. If you have like an old Chris Brown CD with Run It on it, like go ahead and play it. <laughs> but I don't. I just don't. Because it's like when you think about it too. Like I like I'm a I'm a club goer, and a lot of songs have Chris Brown in it. So it's like these are artists that are choosing to make songs with Chris that Brown. That's weird. And like that why are do playing... a lot of people? I okay, get it. there was this song that came out this year by the like comedy white rapper which is just a whole thing and oh, that's some yeah. little dicky right where mm-hmm. he's like with chris brown and it's all like oh look how fun chris mm-hmm. brown can be and i was like okay that's just pick another why artist, would you pick though. that person just right pick another artist. literally anybody and i understand little dicky has less of a pool of people that will do songs <laughs> with like yeah. not that i'm i'm not bashing because i actually do like little dicky's but he's, music he's like he's collaborated with like fetty wap before i'm like yeah. you get that and then you you decide to go chris brown just yeah, just find someone else. Like, yeah, it's not okay. So, yeah, that, that kind of stuff pisses me off. And I get it. A lot of people want to overlook, because I think it's the same reason why people overlook, like, Johnny Depp. Where oh, yeah. they're like, oh, Johnny Depp is has, so attractive. Oh, and he's, like, he's so funny, and he's done all these roles. And I'm like, I get it. But at some point, you have to let it go that he's, like, an attractive person who yeah, has yeah. done work. There's like, a lot <laughs> of attractive people in the world. They don't all have to be abusive, terrible people. Mm, 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 mm. If I can let go of my idols, you can let go of yours. <laughs> like, Wait, who did you have to let go of? Josh Whedon. Oh, um, is it Joss Whedon? Joss. <laughs> it's actually his evil brother, Josh. Joshua. It's Joshua. Uh, no, Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. That was and, that sucked, but yeah. Um, I can't think of his name now. But the director of the X-Men movies. Oh, right. Yeah, he was like crazy. God. Um, Louis C.K. used to be one of my favorite comedians. See, I've always had a weird feeling. Weird. I always had a weird feeling about I, that I boy. I always had a weird feeling. <laughs> I've always had a weird feeling about Louis C.K. And 
I didn't like his stand-up because he would say the N-word and he would say the F-word. <gasps> he said the he, word? What? But he would, and it's like, oh, I can do it because I'm aware and I am like understand the You're world. You're never woke enough to be a white person using the N-word. Well, like Sarah Silverman has done it. <laughs> but why? So I, How do you feel about that? So here's my thing. Speak for everyone who's black, Corby. <laughs> okay. Do it now. Um, so, and this is like a whole thing because we really do need to do an episode <laughs> about like some sort of like social issue. Um but yeah, I... This I, is the real spooky meat of this thing, is mm-hmm. talking about social <laughs> I issues. I we got this far. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone should be using the N-word if they're not of black nature. <laughs> if you're not black, don't say it. Yeah. Like, just don't say it. I think everyone should try to not put it in their vocabulary. It's, oh my god, I'm just really bad at talking for all, every episode, guys. It's not just a one-off. <laughs> um... So I would say, like, just don't say it. I prefer not to hear it. Um, but comedians like to use it as a way of, like, because they're aware and because they understand and they're making mm-hmm. it a joke, they can say it. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Silverman has said it. I love Sarah Silverman. And I'm like, you know what? I would prefer that she didn't. But it was also in, like, one of her early works, and it was a joke and blah, blah, blah. Louis C.K. says it in multiple things and says it kind of just loosely and as if it's like a term that he can just regularly throw around oh, and so it's, it's like the hard like... er as well oh, so it's no that's not okay and he says the f word and he kind of like not fuck. oh i thought you said that for him like you aren't usually offended by that <laughs> not that word well he yep, says the yep. other one and i just think like you have no right yeah. to be kind of throw because that becomes abuse on your end it's not like you're like, That's the whole idea of like comedy is supposed to be about punching up and not punching down. Yeah. And so when you're punching down, and people who are like, "Oh, here's some minorities, here's mm-hmm. some marginalized groups," I'm going to use the slurs that mm-hmm. were used to like keep them down. Like to me, that's like mm-hmm. if you're really going to be a good comedian, like you can do it without punching down. Mm-hmm. And I would but love if you're a white man comedian, maybe there's nowhere else to go <laughs> than down right, because yeah. you can't punch. You're kind of at the top of the privilege food chain. This is my whole set on God, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I I I can get it, and I I can see if some if someone knows and listens to Louis C.K. and can find examples of him using it as like a way of trying to break the stereotype or the stigma, then I will like agree that it's not as bad. Yeah. But I think when because I've I've saw one of his stand up and he was using it in a way that I was like, what? Like yeah. you don't need just pick another word. I think yeah. The moral of the story is <laughs> maybe don't do that. Don't do it. Maybe don't do it. Just don't do it. Just just don't. Don't do it. That was so, yeah. spooky. That was a spooky tangent we went on. <laughs> oh, and I pulled this tweet because I thought it was so, f- uh, well, two of them. One of them said, Chris Brown, singer, songwriter, and abuser. <laughs> was like, Oops. In a good way. Or <laughs> well, I thought that was funny. Oh, that was funny. Um, but the other one, and for the record, you can make mistakes in your life. And if you work to better yourself, if I'm all for that. any shred of evidence yes. that you've done the work to yes. be a better person and to make reparations and mm-hmm. to, like, you know, seek forgiveness. But you can go online and Google how many times Chris Brown since the Rihanna incident that he has continually displayed these behavior patterns, including, like, just recently. You know, it's like yeah, there's no, stuff that happens okay. all the time. So with him, I'm a hard no. Okay. Um, but this other tweet, sorry. This one is from at gay love, and it says, "What happened to Sierra, Chris Brown, Beyonce?" Ugh. Wait. What do you mean? <laughs> I was confusing. How are those three people in? What do they have in common? Well, I feel like they They're were all singers? kind of big at the same time, but I also was Did like, he, wait, this was, was two Beyonce days one of those? Yes. What? But I'm like, 
Beyonce still is like she's she's, she's doing okay. She's doing very well. <laughs> like Sierra, I'm like, oh okay, I can see. But I'm like, also Chris Brown's doing very well for Chris Brown. Yeah. Like whatever. That's weird. Thought it was funny. That is kind of funny. Okay. What's your? How many spooks do you give? Okay. Oh, how many spooks? Yeah. Mm. Give it like seven or six spooks. Yeah, I think I'll give it six spooks, but mm-hmm. it has like eight for like real world spookiness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not like creepy, but it's one of those things where it makes you sit back and think what is going on with mm-hmm. the world which you know can be spooky well we had talked about too that we wanted to do or you had talked about we we should do a cult episode an episode about cults yes we which totally I would love yes. which we can't follow this episode up with because <laughs> we've had we had conspiracy theories and then now this one our listeners are like i think there's something going on <laughs> we're like in smaller and smaller rooms talking about more and more paranoid things and it's okay guys. at the end of this we're going to be like don't mind the background noise it's the foil we put on our walls <laughs> and we're talking about you know the government putting stuff in the water to make frogs gay or whatever is the the infowars thing that's very true that's very true see it's happening that's true only you dear listeners can save us from ourselves <laughs> mildly awkward podcast at gmail.com Hey, Mildly Awkward fans, we have a new podcast for you to check out. And it's called Sincerely Not Okay. Be sure to check it out on Podbean and iTunes now. My last spook. Funny you should mention cults, because it's a cult. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the Bill Gothard's ATI, which stands for Advanced Training Institute cult. (sighs) It doesn't sound like a cult when you say it's the Advanced Training Institute, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. But it's totally a cult. Oh, I mean, like, training institute. what oh. it is, it's like a Christ, like a fundamentalist evangelical Christian homeschooling cult that still exists Okay, today. there's so many red flags. There's so <laughs> many red flags. <laughs> it's a training institute revolved around some sort of religion. So training, in, what, what are we training? Uh, and then you said homeschooling, which I know it's a personal. <laughs> it is. I was homeschooled. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the leap here. <laughs> I saying, mean, it, it is, like, this is a pretty extreme version of this because the whole thing with ati was that um if you've heard of like the duggar family Mm -hmm. with like the 19 kids and the very long hair and like the long skirts and all that that they were part of this cult and maybe some of them still are i think but it's like this whole way of you know um this like really religious emphasis about homeschooling Sort of that sort of thing. So some of this info is from a Reddit user called Mayu Mayo. So thank you very much, Reddit user. It comes from the Institute in Basic Life Principles. It started out as sort of like a self-help, keep the kids off the streets, out of doing drugs, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of dare program. It always with a starts with emphasis. some, so, you know, right. some good deed. You some know, Christian some people got together and said, we want to make sure that kids learn good principles mm-hmm. and like aren't running drugs or whatever which i'm like i agree with those things they in, shouldn't be doing that in principle <laughs> i agree with those things right yeah. but it sort of turned into this homeschooling program the advanced training institute which is the homeschooling program curriculum based on the basic life principles institute or whatever okay. the institute in whatever okay um Apparently, it's, like, this huge application to fill out to start it and asks, like, a lot of personal questions about your family. You have to, like, include a family photo, which I thought was really weird. Mm-hmm. And it's really expensive to, like, get involved. Of course. Which is strange for homeschooling because usually that's, like, free. <laughs> <laughs> but not strange for religious institutions. No, not strange for that. To ask for a little bit um, of money. Apparently, the founder, Gothard, discourages adoption because the child will, like, carry the sins of their, like, biological parents. That's true. <laughs> 
I do know a couple of Napa people. <laughs> just that's just very kidding. spooky. That's too many oceans. <laughs> Apparently, is very anti the Cabbage Patch Kids because um, they're like too secular and they like harm children or something like that. What? <laughs> See, you say what, but like I grew up in, and this is not, I did not grow up in this cult at all. And I did not grow up in a cult as far as I know. Um, but among like, if you're, if you go far enough into conservative religious groups, mm-hmm. a lot of seemingly benign secular stuff gets put under fire. For mm-hmm. example, I had, I don't think I had this professor. There's a professor at the college that I went to who was known for being really hardlining Catholic, very, very conservative, would wear like, 50s style hats and was like men should always wear hats and thought sesame street was evil (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to meet him i know but it was like it's one of those things where you're like of all the things in the world Mm -hmm. with the ocean out there (laughs) why do you set your sights (laughs) on sesame street spookies as we have demonstrated today in the ocean coming for your blood why do you care about sesame street (gasps) so many gush (laughs) anyway okay so yeah, so you couldn't you couldn't listen to music with a beat. So like, you know, if it's like <laughs> with a beat is literally the the, the thing. Uh, discouraged higher education as corrupting uh, on the children who are homeschooled. So like, you can go through homeschooling, but you better not go to college because it's gonna like mess up what you learned in uh, homeschooling. Well. Um, and this is one of the biggest things is that he teaches that families should be structured as the umbrella of authority which is like the husband answers to the authority of God and then protects the family and they all have to submit to the husband. Ugh. I know. <laughs> That's gushy right there. Ugh, I know. Gosh, okay. Um, yeah. Gothard, the guy who founded it, is a known sexual predator. <gasps> no! um, he had to step down in 2013 because of multiple lawsuits. And uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of really terrible stuff happened to people oh. in this cult. On the upside, there's a blog called Recovering Grace that has, like, a lot of accounts of people who used to be in this cult, which is actually really, really cool. And yeah. everyone should go check it out. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, yeah. So this is, like, really spooky to me because I think it's partially because anytime there's, like, a really religious cult <laughs> that's, you know, discourages education mm-hmm. and discourages things like that and, like, encourages a very patriarchal sort of, like, mm-hmm. oppressive sort of system, that's spooky in general. Mm-hmm. But it's spookier for me personally because mm-hmm. I grew up homeschooled and mm-hmm. I grew up in a conservative religious family. And mm-hmm. I don't think it was a cult and it was not the same religion, but it's, it's to me, it's always, like, how close was I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, because when you're a child, you have no choice exactly. to believe yep. what is happening. So yeah. if they say, like, this is the reality of, like, you can't do this, you right. can't do that, and you can't do that. I mean, yeah. what are you to know? Exactly. And, like, I think the big thing for me, and this is getting really personal. This is, like, the spookiness of this episode is mm. how personal. Take you guys all have to sit here and listen to my personality. <laughs> um, is that, uh, you know, you grow up and, and people tell you what to be afraid of when you're a little kid. And you kind of just believe that. So if there were some secular stuff that I thought was, like, pretty risky when I was mm-hmm. growing up that, you know, I've since grown out of. The one thing I will say that was a big difference is that my parents were, like, all about education they were like Mm -hmm. we're gonna homeschool you so that you take ap tests Mm -hmm. and so you have all these college credits and so you take algebra and trigonometry and calculus and all this sort of stuff so like that and they Mm -hmm. have never de-emphasized education obviously yeah i mean there were other differences between my parents and a cult (laughs) but that's a big one that i like to point to (laughs) maddie did have really long hair until what like two months ago That's just because I grew my hair out. Like, my parents didn't care how long my hair was. Like, keep it long. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. It's Um, pretty spooky, though. That is very spooky. Right, because you grow up in that, and, like, people writing accounts of saying, like, 
there was even this one guy who was writing this blog post about saying people would say, oh, you guys must be brainwashed. And so it was like a running joke for them. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we're so brainwashed. brainwashed. Ha, ha, ha. They just don't understand that we're having the truth. And like to me, that's so spooky. Because what if you're being brainwashed now and you think, oh, I mean, I don't think we are. But like, we are in like ways, but... But yeah, like but how do you know? Some, yeah. So uh, you yeah. have to like take a step back and figure out what you believe every so often. And I think it's, it, I mean, stuff like that too. And then you find out that the guy is a freaking yeah. child molester. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. Right? Like, ugh. Well, on top of all of that. They are not the same family from 19 and counting, right? It, it is. It's them. It's, it's totally them. them. Yep. Because the son or the son-in-law, I cannot remember, but um, some guy in that family also got caught for yeah. molesting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like some abusers in uh, that family. It's just uh, so messed up. Uh, so that this, it's spooky to me because, first of all, it's like has these weird parallels to my own life. Mm. But second of all, because like, you know, a cult like that has so much power because mm. it tells you like what to be afraid of and all of this sort of stuff. And it, like, it's like happening that. all around us. So I don't like that, I don't like that either. <sighs> How many spooks do you give it? Mm. Or is this going to be ocean well, spook ocean? Partly I'm like... Is Maddie brainwashed right now? <laughs> um, the claw. I'll give it 7.5 spooks because cults do freak me out. <laughs> yes. But I didn't, I w- I'm glad I didn't hear any, and we'll go in some other episode about like Scientology <laughs> and stuff. Yes. Um, but it sounds pretty tame for cults, <laughs> except for the I guy know. being like right. freaking uh, pedophile. That's true. I read about a lot of cults where I was like, hmm, this is like a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're right. This is a tame cult, but cults are still scary. I mean, good on them for their motto of homeschooling. You know, yes. like they have some. That's that's. I think maybe that's even spookier though, right? Because like there's some mm-hmm. elements of this where you're like. You know, make sure kids have values, yes. and maybe like homeschooling isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. But like, but there's so much control there. Oh, there's so much control. They can control like everything, like oh, who you're 100%. interacting with and what you're gonna say. Yes, because there's no outside influence, and so I think that's kind of what's scary about this one the most yes. because it's like, oh, those kids had no chance to like learn right. any differently. Right, like, right, and then you grow up thinking like, oh, this is the way it is, sort mm-hmm. of thing, which is like that happens. I think with a lot of depending, like. Depending if you have like a really insulated family, like that can happen. So <sighs> So I'm gonna give that eight spooks. I'm, I'm saying I was about to go upgrade. <laughs> Did you though. upgrade it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is my goal is to just spook you out so much that you give me <laughs> oh, a high score. <laughs> oh, I'm, spook- I'm gonna dream about flying people oh, in the ocean. In the ocean. <laughs> with holograms and gush. So <laughs> I cannot stress enough how much spookier the ocean is than anything we've talked about today. <laughs> I should have saved that for the end. But no, it's the measure by which other spooks are measured is the ocean. We want to thank Liam Coulter for providing our podcast cover. And special thanks to Steve Higgins for recording the original. You can find Steve Higgins' music on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm going to get into my last one. Okay, um, I'm ready. I apologize for everyone listening. It seems like a lot, but I feel like once I'm reading, it's not going to be as much. So the title of this one is called The DJ Saved My Life, which okay. is a song. You with the snappy the titles. DJ Saved My Life. Okay. Um, so this all comes from Lancaster Online, which is um, an online news source. <laughs> a newspaper? I don't know. Um, it's one of those newfangled <laughs> online newspapers. So I think this... It's called a blog. <laughs> So this happened in Lancaster, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
sorry. It's I'm near sure Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Is it city already? It's near Philadelphia. Um, but this news has been following this story for 25 years. What? There's multiple articles. You can go on there, and there's like an archive of articles that these, this newspaper has followed because I think it's like one of the biggest things that happened. Um, so the most of this comes from an article in 2002, and it recently was updated two days ago. So there's okay. a new article okay, that came out like, today. You have to like tell me ago. what it is because there's a lot of Okay, so I'm gonna read. <clears throat> Hopefully, <clears throat> according to a 1995 Lancaster New Era story citing police, neighbors saw a car pull into a lot across, directly across from Christy Merak's home shortly after her roommate left for work at 7 a.m. A man jumped out of the car and headed toward her door. Christy was an elementary school teacher. Police there. Sorry, <laughs> threw that one in there. She was an elementary school teacher. <laughs> uh, police theorized at the time that Christy either knew the man or opened the door, expecting to see someone else she knew. Uh, when he forced his way inside, <gasps> the Mirax said Christy was adamant about safety, though they can't explain why she was so careful. Her father offered typical <gasps> parental advice: keep the keys ready, take different routes home, don't park oh, in the geez. same place. That is not typical parental advice. I know. I'm like, that's the advice of someone who's like, the mob does have a hit on her family. <laughs> so just like every other kid, have your passport handy. Have it, yeah, have it ready to go. So basically, they were saying like. Why would she open the door? Whatever. And this says, recalling his years as a Lancaster nursing student, her brother, now 31, said he always rang the doorbell when he stopped by Christie's home and had to tell her several times who it was before she let him in. So um, so basically, it's kind of like, why would she let this person in? Why'd she open the door? So she seems like a very yeah. careful person. Oh, yeah. Um, but no one saw the man leave the house. People saw him arrive. No one saw him leave. Uh, so they they do have like their his car and stuff like that. So Christy was found in her home by the principal of the school when she was re- when she wasn't responding and had missed work. An autopsy showed that Merrick died from strangulation with hands and clothing. She was also beaten no. and sexually assaulted. Oh no! Her jaw was broken and her elbows and knees were bruised as she apparently put up a struggle. Oh, well, she's a badass. Yeah, that, that's really sad. Yes, very sad. So a call to Sunday News in 2002. So this happened, uh, I don't know how much longer. So basically Sunday News is like, a, a, <laughs> I don't know, a newspaper. Is it news on Sunday? Or, <laughs> or it's like a TV show or something. So someone, they were, someone had called to write in about a story. They were like, you should yeah. do this story. Yeah. So a Sunday News staff writer took the call on or about May 23rd, 2002. The caller said he had a story idea. The caller, who refused to identify himself, <sighs> sounded like he might have been in his 30s and talked hurriedly. Uh, hurriedly? Hurriedly, yeah. Like, he so. wanted to get something said. The caller said he and some buddies had been sitting around drinking the night before and got to talking about Chandra Levy, the intern of former Congressman Gary Condit, whose skeletal remains had been found in Washington Park on May 22nd. So, had been found the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, body. we were just talking about this body we were, that was found. We were just drunk talking about just, bodies. You know, <laughs> like, I do that every Friday. <laughs> Who doesn't Go do to that? the brewery and say, hey, you guys heard about them dead bodies? <laughs> like, oh, just another day. Just another just, day with my buds. That's also on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the caller said the newspaper should do a story on women like her who slept around with a lot of different oh. men. Snap. And who lived a life that a lot of people didn't know about. The caller said he knew Merrick, uh, Christy Merrick, and had been friends with her brother, uh, Vince. He claimed to know of a barn on a property owned by the Merrick family where Christy would take men. 
Okay. So this guy knew yes. Christy allegedly um, and was referencing women like her being the woman who had been murdered before and was yeah. now implying that Christy had been with lots of guys. So, yeah. You know. Oh, jeez. Um, so the title of that article was like, did the killer crawl the Sunday news or whatever? So it was like a big thing. I was like, like, yeah, it seems pretty likely. <laughs> um, so over the 25 years, more than 1,500 people were questioned. This story like did not die. Like, oh, they wow. Were determined yeah. to try to find. On June 25th, two days ago. Wait, two days ago this year? Two days ago. Two days ago. That's spooky. It's too spooky. That's I know. Spooky. I just got like chills. Yeah. Um, Raymond DJ going, like, Freeze Row. It's okay. We're in the early 2000s. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We'll never Maybe see. you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, bad will happen to you. Oh, it will. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, so two days ago, Raymond DJ Freeze Rowe, now 49, had been arrested for the murder of Christy Merrick. At a news conference on Monday, said the break came when a DNA sample from the crime scene had uploaded to a public genetic genealogy database. <laughs> the result was a match to a close Lancaster County relative of Rose. Um, so then they, they got him. They found okay. they had evidence of a chewing gum in a water bottle that had been used at one of his shows, and they matched it to his <gasps> DNA sample. Okay, at the crime scene. Yes, and okay, it's like okay, one okay. in, I forget what the number was, but it was like one in one million chance that it would be yeah. anyone else in the world. Okay. Um, yeah, so he had been a disc jockey at an elementary school, which is just <laughs> That's a weird title. Good for you. That's a weird job description the dj of an elementary school i've been doing for 25 years i mean um 23 (laughs) um so they had matched it with his sample they said the case is not completely closed yet because they want to make sure that everything's tied up because they don't know if it's two guys or they're hoping it's just dj freeze um so this is what so that's all spooky yes that's very spooky but i went on my friend's uh facebook and my friend had posted something about on Your facebook this story is the dj no. <laughs> <laughs> her name is uh Ariellis. so i went i was when i went to philadelphia for a semester i don't know if you've been <laughs> um, so when i went to philadelphia for a semester she was in the program that i was in that's how i met her so she had posted today or yesterday um this article about dj freeze and had said, I had originally booked him to work <gasps> my wedding. What? And then they had changed it out for someone else. So this was, like, after the murder and before this break two days ago where mm-hmm. they had, like, found... But so they were going to, like, hire yeah. him. So I think she got married last year. And I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm, like, getting all the details wrong. So I believe she got married last year. Yeah. So, yeah. So they had originally looked into him being That's the DJ. Crazy. And they went with someone else. <gasps> so... And I was reading another article how he had all these people at his weddings and then upcoming that he was going to yeah. DJ at the weddings and they had to cancel. Imagine and, getting like, that call being like, mm, yeah, your DJ can't come. He's, he's incarcerated murderer. for a murder. Oh. Oh, that's so, so spooky. So I got real spooked out about yeah. that. And then I was also like... So you know someone who was about to hire this murderer. So you yes. essentially almost got murdered, is what yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> yes, that's exactly... Let's make this That's what it feels me. like. And then because you... I mean, I, by extension, I basically almost got yes. murdered. Yes. Oh my gosh, this podcast would not have happened... I know. ...if we haven't solved it today. We're like, we're so lucky to be here. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. So that's my... Because I was like, it's a really spooky story to begin. I think true crime is all it's, spooky. Oh, yeah. But then to add the, like, I was like, oh, my friend, like, had this, like, <laughs> she said she, I did message her and I asked, like, if she had any communication. It was all through email. Yeah. But I'm like, this did murder Did you get, was... like, a weird vibe from him or anything like that? She said she never met him. So oh. it was probably, I was asking that, too. She was like, yeah. he was, uh, like, a, 
like a standard businessman yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my. but this guy is walking around having murdered this woman. That's and crazy. Could you imagine? Ugh. Jeez. Uh, well, but spooky. the bigger question of like why so i guess in the next couple of days we're gonna find out why oh because now they know who it is and so they're gonna figure yeah. out the why oh like where they crazy. was he just with her at some but point how did he get in then... because she was obviously a very 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 cautious yes. person and maybe he's a disc jockey at elementary schools maybe he worked at her school at right some point maybe that and... they knew them oh that's that's so spooky oh geez um, oh geez oh boy yeah i mean think we could like we could just know a murder in our lives in general <gasps> It's not me, by the it's way. It's not me. <laughs> I haven't murdered anyone. It's not me either. <laughs> what are the signs? Yeah. What are the signs of a murder? I could here? probably... I mean, maybe he was a DJ for so long because it's like, there's a pretty wide margin of weird you can get with DJs, <laughs> <laughs> like professional DJs. You know, if you're From like... Lancaster. Right. If you're like, I don't know. What's a, what's a profession where you have to be normal? Are there any? We have to be normal? Yeah, where someone would like really notice if you were acting well, a little Well, I was off. hoping like the presidency like... <laughs> or... Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> um, but like... For example, if you are like a super weird like criminal person, if you're like a carny or something, people are gonna be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. But what kind of profession would throw up some red flags? Um, like you being weird at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like the margin flags. is really small when it's like I don't know, you're a kindergarten teacher or something. Oh, well, I mean, I I feel like a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like anything like a high school student or something or a high school teacher. Like, that yeah. kind of thing where, like, the kids are old enough to be, like, there's oh, something off. to catch off. on to, like, this is weird. They can tell yeah. their parents. But I feel like in elementary school, like, you probably don't know. Like, your right. kids, you don't meet the teacher that often. Yeah. Um, a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, not laid back, bro. <laughs> yeah, People are going to know. Uptight and... <laughs> they're uptight surfer. There's nothing more disturbing or spooky than an uptight surfer. Oh. I don't know. Like a, like a TV host. Maybe like some something sort of... we have to be like in the forefront. Yeah. yeah, so everyone keep your eyes peeled in the normal professions around you. There may be a uh, murder lurking within. Uh, and you should see the picture of this guy. I'll show you after. Does he's... he look like someone who could murder someone? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, and, he, and I was like, there's no way I would let that guy anywhere near my elementary school. What the heck? <laughs> he's just the best disc jockey in Lancaster County. Well, that's it for that's me. It? What's so, the... Okay, the spook factor. That one's spooky because I feel personally threatened by it. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it nine spooks. I was gonna give it eight. Okay. Um, but I think that for like some it... reason the spookiest part for me was the fact that it was updated two days ago, yeah. and that shouldn't <laughs> be spooky for me because it becomes very real and relevant to right. Like right now. It's like, like it's like oh this old murder that. blah 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 two days ago they yeah. like. Ooh. If someone's like, oh my god, someone got murdered in 2002. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> someone, so them, someone just got two days ago. And I'm right. like, oh my god. Like, right. or like those so, are still happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or someone gets caught. Like, recently they caught the Golden State Killer, who was like a serial killer from the 70s, and Ugh. they just caught him like this year. Yes. It's crazy. I have not listened to My Favorite Murder, but you should listen. <laughs> That's true. If I haven't you wanna... listened to the Golden State Killer one yet. <laughs> if you want to hear professional spooky, <laughs> go listen to My Favorite Murder. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, well, thank you all dear listeners for tuning in as we talk about spooky shit with corby this has been an absolute blast i hope <laughs> you've enjoyed it and you've gotten spooked out and if there's anything you've taken away from this episode it's don't go into the ocean just don't <laughs> it's just gush it's full of gushes that want to kill you it's the worst it's dark and i hate it we're gonna make stickers with that <laughs> <laughs> with that on it email us to get a free sticker that says don't go in the ocean they're gushes and they'll kill you honestly though if you email us <laughs> and ask for a gush sticker we probably we will, will <laughs> we will make a gush sticker we'll for make you. it happen oh boy okay okay well i've been your co-host corby i've been your co-host maddie and that's all folks. that's all we got bye bye